Welcome everyone to another RLT Pivot Podcast. My name is Tracy. I'm one of your hosts here and I am joined once again with my wonderful, awesome co-host, Mr. Dan Jansen. And before we get started, just a reminder that if you find value in what we do, please share this, subscribe to it, like it, do all those things. We could appreciate the support. All right. So Dan, what are we talking about today? What else but the news, the real news, not the fake news, but interestingly enough, both have impacts on the markets and it is important to understand uh, what type of news is relevant to how you trade for that day and set your portfolios and prepare. We, we talked a lot about how to protect yourself using puts and, and shorting and things like that uh, last week with Maloney. So this week, obviously, things go into it like how how do I know to continue to be bullish? When when am I when should I start protecting myself? Um, and not that news drives everything in the market, but news can affect either quick blips in the market as far as like the a quick short move up or down or whatever the case, or it could affect a trend in the market. So I, I think it's really important. And, and there was some news that came out today. So all of our podcasts seem very timely to what happens. And, and I promise it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's, we plan it out months in advance. So it just works out that way. But yeah, absolutely. So are you, I know you're, you're trading a lot on, on technicals. How, how important is the news to you? You know, that's a great question because I, I have been trying to find a balance of what news I should listen to and what news I shouldn't listen to. Cause I find, um, I find a lot of it to be, well, there's just too much of it. It's, it's overloading. It's bombarding. And I think I'm finally started to narrow it down that unless it changes the company fundamentals, then I don't really pay attention to it. I recognize that it's um, short-term emotional responses or reactions from the news. Um, not only that, I find, as you, you mentioned it already, fake news. And the news over the last probably 10 to 15 years has really lost a lot of credibility with me without getting too political about it. That's kind of where I'm at. It's really hard to filter through what news. And I find um, unless I'm day trading, most of the time it doesn't really impact me. So how about you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I'm I'm swing trading, I'm investing, and I'm, and I'm day trading. So the news, the news affects me on different timeframes as far as setups and, and what I've planned. So I, obviously, the one very, very strong point that you made is uh, – well, on two aspects, one news comes out all the time. Like there's, you you have, and it could be based on just the fact that there's so many just sources of information now. I mean, even social media is a big part of, like, like you could follow certain reporters that report on the market and that news report could come out way sooner than even a CNBC report where before it was just like, okay, that's the CNBC report and you might have to subscribe to Bloomberg wires and stuff like that to get the news now everything's just it's so rapid so you you do have to make the determination as far as what's important and what's not so the, the point that you made I, I i think is awesome where unless it unless that news fundamentally changes the company so like even if like a, a ceo steps down all right that's a big deal it's going to affect the the market to move but if it's a big steady company if it's something like ford that's been around forever and just keeps you know, plowing through that CEO doesn't in the long term of that historical chart of that company doesn't really move like he's going to affect, you know, which which direction the company goes and stuff like that. But it's the, the company's still making cars, right? If if Ford came out and said, we're, we're now 
we're now investing in in uh, something completely different. They're getting to the to the weed industry. All right. Well, I invested in a car company, not not a weed company. So that fundamentally changes, like for a long term perspective, what I invested in. And at that point, I'll look at it and say, do I think this is a right decision or a wrong decision? And and you know, just reevaluate the trade as a whole as a, as a longer term perspective. Um, but but you see. News come out all the time. Um, like I trade Boeing a lot, but sometimes you'll see like a, a plane crash go down, right? And or or you'll you'll see, uh, especially with like biotech, something got pushed to the next level of of what's approved or what's not approved, and you'll see the the stock react one way or another to that specific news, but nothing fundamentally really changed today as of that company. So it, it, everything is just based on long term. So if you're day trading, and I think that's important, that's why you have stops in place. So it's one of the reasons you have stops in place, because anything could happen at any point. And whether you react to the news or not, that's it's a very different of how the market's going to react. So you don't want to be in a trade going completely against you because everybody else thinks this news is the, the greatest thing. And you're like, this is, this is two days from now. No one's going to care about this. But in that moment, it's going to affect you. So, you know, having the stops in place and, and being aware of that, but deciphering what's what's actual news and fake news, it, it really comes down to to what's relevant to the type of trade you're doing, how long you have that that investment you're planned on making for. So if it's a long term and you you might not be selling for 10 years, really anything in the 10 year period, it doesn't really matter as much. You're not you're not in it for day trade. There's going to be ups and downs, but you're you're you have a forward outlook of that company to be positive. So that that's you, you can't jump in a long term account on just something that's happening on a day day to day, minute by minute type type basis. Yeah, exactly. I I also find that um, you know a lot of times I don't really care what the news is. Uh, if I see big news or not, sorry, if I don't see big news, if I see big moves. Uh, one of the things that I will look to is see, is this because of the market itself that's just correcting or doing whatever, or is there a catalyst of some sort? Is it news that's related to that? And then, you know, I might glance at that news to see kind of what it is and and make a quick judgment to determine whether or not that seems like a fundamental change. If not, I have to I have to look at it as a short-term emotional bias. And I mean, even intraday, you'll see uh, news will come up and there'll be all of a sudden an increase in volatility. Uh, and then all of a sudden things settled out. And it's that first emotional response that triggers that that move in one direction or in another. And then it just tapers off and dies and the emotions kind of well down. And then you find shortly thereafter, things kind of reverse. So you get that em emotional reaction right off the bat. And then it's like, oh no, this isn't so bad. And then there, then there's the correction that kind of compensates for that news. Now, I don't know how much of that is really triggered from emotional trading versus actually news algorithmic traders, because I do know that that can impact some of those moves as well. So, yeah, it's a tough one. What are your thoughts yeah, on the uh, algorithms that trade they're, news? They're, they exist, and there's a lot of money to be made if you're extremely quick on on the news. I mean, you could you could snake some option chains and get some. You find out what which option is not moving as the other ones are, and it's just more of a lagger than anything, and you could you could make some some good money, thousand percent returns on on some quick plays. Um, not really my style of trading, but I know there's people that that do that for a living, like that's what they do. So so there's 
you don't want to discount the news. Um, the way I like to personally trade the news is I like to see what comes out, see how a stock reacts to it. And then I just determine if that news is just completely stupid or or not. I, I think um, a couple of weeks ago, it was Disney came out with, I don't even remember what the report was. That's probably how stupid the news was. But the Disney fell like three, four, five dollars off of the news. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, it's still Disney. Like it's not going anywhere. They still have they still have Disney Plus with streaming. The parks are still opening. Like everybody was bullish literally about three minutes ago. And now this news comes out, which didn't affect anything in the company. It was just one of those stupid garbage stories. So I was able to capitalize on on that, just waiting until I saw some kind of reversal and just wrote it all the way back up. So like I like to play it like that, but I don't really love to hop on like the news just came out, so I need to jump in on the stock in the direction it's going. Again, there's very good traders that act quickly that could do that. There's the algo set up for that purpose. They'll they'll do very well with it, but it's just not my my style of how to how to trade. Yeah, I I've been hit twice because I I never ever considered news before. I just went off technicals and that was it. I had my stops in place, and if my stops got hit, my stops got hit. And one of the reasons that I did that um, is because I've back traded so much, and when you're back trading, you don't have access to whether or not news has impacted any of the trades, unless you've managed to, I guess, log what day, what happened and what time. But for the most part, I've back traded uh, whatever system that I have in place and the news is kind of built in. It's just one of those things that that happened. So my system was built around that, but I've been burned a couple times and one of them was Luke and coffee. So I remember Luke and coffee being traded all the time, all the time. And I was not paying attention to anything. I wasn't part of a trading room at the time. And, uh, and, uh, all of a sudden it had this big, huge drop and I thought, oh, wow, cool. It's a really good drop. I'm going to buy in, bought in and it continued to go lower. And then I find out afterwards that it's all the fraud stuff. And that was because of my lack of paying attention to the news. I didn't realize that that was the, the reason that it had dropped. And I held that thing and I held it and I held it and I held it. I didn't have much invested in it anyway. So as far as I was concerned, it could go to zero. And that was that. Um, but it did eventually come back to profit once it got relisted as a different ticker. Um, it did go back into profit and I sold it. But that was a, a learning lesson for me. And at that point, that's when I changed in any kind of drastic moves like that. I do check to see what the catalyst is at this point. Um, but that, like I said, that was one of the reasons that I never did before was from back trading. I couldn't find what the news or how it would affect the markets. And it's very difficult to actually practice well, yeah, that. I remember uh, a how lot of people, like, I, I don't for think that when I, I was trading. trading it. I wasn't even like swing trading, but workhorse was a big one where people built up the stock based on the rumors, at least that they were supposed to do a deal for with, with the U S government and got in regards to electric trucks for the, uh, for the post office. And they're like, all right, well, this contract's on the table. There's, we have uh, potentially one or two other big things happening. And it was the news or the rumors that were coming out that they're in a good position to get those contracts, all that stuff. So it built up, I don't know, maybe it was like $40 or something, something crazy that it just kept riding to. And then as soon as that news came out that the deal fell through and they, they weren't getting the contract or something like that, the, the stock plummeted. So there is a lot of buy the rumor, sell the news out there, which which makes sense. You see it a lot in biotech. So even even companies that 
are, are moving up. They're, they're usually moving up in anticipation of some type of breakthrough or even the, the Fed approved, the, the FDA has multiple levels of to get something approved. So if they approve one level, you still got two or three. You could get all the way to, to the to the last round, fail that last round of approval, and then the whole thing gets just shot down. So biotech is crazy. Bi- biotech is like you can make a lot of money in it, but you don't know which company is going to have the news that comes out. You don't know. So the best way to play it is just have a basket of biotech. And if one pops, great. You, you're selling the, the pops. You're selling the rips. And that's... Otherwise, you're playing it pretty much like a penny stock for the most part of, of like how you would actually play a biotech company. And you're really just hoping for the news to come out on something like that. Yeah, well, even the stock splits, uh, um, stocks being added to the NASDAQ or anything like that, the S&P 500, the same thing, right? The rumors come out and then and it spikes the price up and then shortly thereafter, it it kind of corrects itself. So it's very much by the rumor, sell the news. And I, I love that quote. And it's it's hard to find the rumor sometimes, but you do have to pay attention to some of that. I was just reading the other day a Twitter account or a Twitter article. It was on, from 2019. It was by uh, Grow. And uh, the takeaways that I took from that, um, they talked about herd mentality. And a lot of the reactions that happen in the market, they'll cause that that reaction um, along with uh, because the rest of the herd is doing it. So they see somebody that's doing it and it actually goes against their actual fundamental beliefs of what the company's like. And I, I know that is an example with Tesla. You remember when Tesla was about $200 and they, they started to advertise for the Cybertruck coming out. And I thought this is really cool. And I was bullish on Tesla. I, I liked Tesla at that price. I like, like Tesla a lot. I think it's a great company. And I was really excited about it. And I bought in and then the truck comes out and it was kind of the, the, the stock didn't reflect my excitement, right? It, it reflected a kind of an emotional reaction that was negative towards it, stops me out and then it pops and it never came back after that. It just continued to run, right? Um, so very much like that, but that's that, that herd mentality made me doubt. It made me doubt my convictions on Tesla and I never jumped back in as soon as it did get back. So I got stopped and then it was like, okay, fine. It, it made me question my conviction towards Tesla, right? And that's something that I'm now very much aware of and I won't allow that to happen again. If I believe in a company, I'm going to stick to the guns until I actually see something that's going to say otherwise, right? Um, yeah, the- uh, yeah I, I think that happens a lot and that's that's where the value to you being a trader comes into play. So that's that's how do you determine like what's what's an important news to you? Uh, and I'm not speaking to, to you. I'm speaking to to obviously anybody listening or in trades and and they're in the situation. Have have kind of I mean, and, and the only real way to to really decipher what news is important to you of your trading style and and where you get freaked out or not is to be in the market for a little bit because you you. The news itself is different, but the type of news is right. always the same. It's like, like there's there's like categories of news, and once you can kind of determine how that has affected stocks before, will allow you to to make your future decision as to if it's just nonsense or 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 whatever the case. But yeah, all, all the time you see stuff like that just just pop out, and you have to you have to do it, and sometimes relatively quickly as far as 
how how that will determine the rest of your day or week or, or month. Yeah, because it, it's important. I mean, uh, so I live in Alberta right now, and it's a very oil-rich province. So we're very dependent on oil. And so obviously perspective plays a role in the news, right? If I see... Um, if I see any kind of news that's related to oil that's positive, that that's positive for my community. That's positive for the province that I live in. But other provinces and other communities might think that's a negative, right? People that are against the tar, tar sands, people that are environmentalists, um, you know, against the oil industry, whatever it might be, they might be viewing that as negative news. So it, it's really important at that point to have a, a good recognition and you kind of pointed it out earlier, but I wanted to specify that, you know, negative correlation and positive correlation. So recognizing what sectors are affected by specific news for a negative direction or for a positive direction, right? And um, I, you see it a lot more in commodities than you do in stocks, but how do you kind of manage that, that correlation? Because obviously you trade Boeing a lot and the oil industry would definitely have some form of a correlation with the airlines, correct? Absolutely. Yep. So that kind of news would be something that you'd be more in tune with? On a macro level. On a macro Absolutely. level. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So so when when you're you, you almost have to carp uh you, you almost have to section off your your brain to think small term and long term at the same time. A, a lot of based on and is it's not really that difficult to do. It depends on when you get into your trade. If you're expecting to be there for a long-term swing trade, pyramid building, long-term investment, or you know you're in it for a small day trade. I've been in trades before and I was about to hit targets literally like three pennies away. I think this is actually on Boeing as well. But legitimately three pennies away from a, from a target. I think this is an official trade actually. And right at that point, Right as we were about to hit that that first target, which would have been a, a one-hour target, and it was looking great, everything was looking good, some kind of news came out, and Boeing just dropped. We had our stops moved up a little bit, just part of the plan, just following the charts a little bit. So we 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 lost less than an hour on the trade. That's all you could do. I, I can't control what comes out um, on a macro level. Yeah, if, if I'm seeing the the price of oil changing, well, fundamentally. Airlines are going to be affected by that. A lot of people are going to be affected by a higher oil price. So maybe as a as an investment, it's not the right time to to add on or or to continue to buy American Airlines or Delta or or even Boeing because down the line maybe they have less sales coming in from from new new planes things like that because their clients are are hurting. So uh, it, it does affect. It, it it's kind of everything's kind of interconnected with each other a little bit. But if you're in it for a day trade, that macro news of, of oil going up won't probably affect you that hard in the very short term that you're in a day trade. But it could have a different outlook for the company a year from now, five years from year, 10 years from now. So you, you have to kind of determine what is the length of this, this news. E even when it comes to, um, I, I know last year we had was it last year or last four years, we had a lot of Trump tweets and Trump tweets would just move the markets. And people were, would always ask me like, hey, you don't, you don't know when, when Trump tweets could do something. Yeah, Trump's tweets could affect the market, but it wasn't really the tweets itself that was affecting the market. It's the policy that it could 
imply later on down the road. So if he's going to tweet something about gun control, then that might lead to down the road, what kind of policies could come from just that, that thought of, of thinking, how, how could this, this information here is not really the tweet itself, but it's how does that information affect a policy on a longer term basis? And that's where you'll, you'll see the, the different types of moves come in. So do you feel that that type of a, a reaction um, says a lot about the trust that people have possibly in the leaders that are making those uh, comments? What I mean by that is if you, there's almost volatility within the news, right? And the more stable your leadership is, the, you know, the less volatile that news will have a reaction in the markets. Is that yeah, I, I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I, I really struggle with, sometimes I struggle with this, f- feeling like there's a little bit of manipulation going on in the news. Right? I I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. So, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like that. It feels like, okay, negative news comes out, the markets start to tank, let's throw in some positive news to get it to go back up. Um, but it, it does feel like that. So it makes it even harder for me to really throw the validity into the news itself and instead rather do exactly what you're saying, which is watch the reactions of the news. Yeah. So I, I think again, and it doesn't matter if, if Trump is tweeting or, or Biden tweets or, uh, or puts out a statement or the, any of the Bushes or Clintons or whoever tweets, even Pelosi could tweet something or, or say something in a news conference. It's not, it's not what they say. It's the, position that they hold right so it's the position that they hold and they're throwing out something into the into the atmosphere as to this is kind of how we want to see these policies and then you're thinking from there what companies are getting affected by those policies how how does that affect the overall economy how does that affect certain industries and and individual companies and that's that's what you got to kind of piece together when it comes to news so it is it's much it's a much uh, longer term outlook as far as like how does how does things in the economy fundamentally change because this person feels this certain way about something gotcha so question for you because there's a lot of traders in real life trading for instance that aren't american and a lot of what you talk about right now or a lot of the news that you're referring to especially if you're trading the u.s stock market has to do with policy in the united states and if you really don't understand the politics how do you interpret the news? Yeah, good question. So obviously I live in the U.S., <laughs> but so I, I don't know specifically. I don't, I don't really want to talk on, on somebody else. But the if you're trading in the U.S. markets, U.S. politics are going to affect you. If you're trading other exchanges outside of the U.S., U.S. policy is still going to affect you. Maybe not on even a... Uh, specific uh, specific level but even even bigger just how the the world interacts with each other so how, how other countries how the exchange rates work how all of that can play even if you're trading forex it's important at that point to know what the relationship is from from us to russia because some of that could affect i mean if, if a war breaks out in afghanistan and us has to come in and fight and there's other countries now allying and think that that's going to affect the global economy. So again, you have different exchanges. If you're trading in the U S the, obviously the, the 
news based around the U.S. and and the policies that we create here, some of those policies are just going to be more local to the U.S. Like that's that's fine, but other policies then also carry over to well now how does that how does that change a different company a different countries' relationship with us? How does that affect the different countries' economy because it could be something we, we were doing a lot with exports and taxes and things like that during during the Trump administration. That's going to affect China. That's going to affect um, other countries that are importing different products into into the U.S. So the, on those levels, and and it's a it's definitely a much wider topic for probably a thirty minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 has each each policy is important. And again, it's it's not so much the tweet or what's said. It's it's how it's it's how that's going to to handle something long term. So when I even mentioned the CEO, like the CEO, it doesn't matter for the most part. It doesn't matter the CEO stepping in. Uh, we we see it with uh, with Apple, where where we lost Steve Jobs and we get Tim Tim Cook, uh, who probably very qualified for the job, all that stuff. But Apple was already in place, right? So now the only thing difference is like if if. Tim Cook comes out and says in a conference or something like that, he's changing the whole course of the company. Then that CEO has a bigger effect on it. But most most CEOs come in and they just try to steer the ship into the same direction. Maybe try to expand out, grow it, you know, stuff like that. Maybe maybe have some outside influences that could help with the the growth of the company. But very rarely do you see a CEO come in and go, "All right, we're selling paper today, and tomorrow we're going to sell." Uh, bath towels and you're like what are you talking about like this is not this is not the company this is not what it's been, been built on so when something like that fundamentally changes that's that's different the, the reputation of that ceo could play a part in it though it, right yeah, their history yeah, it, it could um it, it very much it very much could but a lot of times it would probably be i i would assume a little bit more beneficial the reputation of the CEO than negative because a lot of companies aren't going to probably hire a CEO with just a horrible reputation. No, but it could all of a sudden put a pump in. Like if Elon Musk all of a sudden, if Elon Musk all of a sudden uh, was named CEO of, I don't know, some, let's say Johnson and Johnson, for example. um, I I don't know. I would, I I love Elon Musk. I think he's awesome. I think he's a, he's, he's incredible. So I I would expect, (laughs) I I would want to buy in. I would think that there would be um, some some real hype for it, right? Uh, I'm not saying that he's going to. I'm just saying that that you know, as an example, that would be one CEO. But there's a lot of CEOs I've never even heard of, so I don't know what their reputation is. I don't know what their history is. I'd have to research it and look into it to see how effective they are. But some are very well known. If it's a, if it's a very, very, I mean, they're all every CEO is a public figure. But there's there's pop star CEOs like Elon Musk and and the like. Uh, Tim Cook would probably be one of them as well. Jeff Bezos, exactly. Those guys going into another company would probably be a huge benefit to that company. So just just trading with that news, but uh, what was that guy's name? Martin something the uh, the farmer bro guy he got indicted for like I don't see another company going. Hey, we want you to be our CEO because they know that's going to have a negative effect. And like, what's he going to do in that position? So a lot of times when you bring in a CEO, it's somebody that you think is qualified and at least will stick with the same direction. And whether whether they put their own twist on something or, or not, I mean that's nobody knows, and they're gonna just kind of play it out. But most most times you get a new CEO, and the same thing with with uh, I, th- I think we saw it on 
Amazon actually when the earnings came out, they also announced that Jeff Bezos was was stepping down. Right. And like the earnings were great. Like they were fantastic. And the the needle on on Amazon like hardly moved. Because they didn't they didn't really know. It's like, well, now you're changing a lot of things, but fundamentally the company is still the same. Amazon's gonna be around for another 50 years plus. And it's just a matter of like, okay, well, there's somebody else coming in to drive the ship. Which which way is the ship going? But it's most likely just it's it's a beast. It's gonna it's gonna no matter what they do, they're gonna have money coming in from the different little buckets of of revenue that they sourced already. That's gotcha. just gonna help help the company grow. So I got I got two quick questions for you. Yep. One to ten, how how much does the news play into your trading? Uh. Two percent. Okay, and on um, three categories that new traders types of news that new traders should pay attention to. Very very good question. So the cat the categories that I would say should play into something is number one something like the workhorse situation, where the company is built up on months and months of rumors that something is going to happen. That would be a huge, huge contract and a big contract like that falls through. That's going to hurt. It doesn't necessarily mean workhorse is going out of business by any means, but that was a huge lift in the right direction for, to give it stability. So any news that, that people are very hopeful for, that doesn't work out. And it was almost like you would talk to people who was, it was a locked in guarantee. They were the best, best company for it. Something like that is an, is, is newsworthy approach. Um, Luke and coffee, same thing. Anything that, as soon as the word fraud is mentioned, that's going to affect a stock. And that's a very important uh, piece of news. And then again, um, the, the other news would be pay attention, but don't put your, Don't act quick to anything that comes out of the government. So, I I mean, we all know government acts slow. So why not? Why not you act slow as well? Just just go slow with them. Anytime they come out with like, hey, we're going through this process. Every process takes time. So it's not like it's not like Joe Biden comes out with a decision on X, Y, Z policy today. And that's going to affect the market tomorrow. Everything that happens in government is slow, but at least it gives you a, a better sense of the macro economy of how things could play out and it's the same same thing any policy could fall through it doesn't mean it's getting passed but it gives you the intentions of where that administration is that's currently in power and where they're trying to, to move things so it might not it might not be you know the democratic party might say we're trying to get to 100 that's our target of, of whatever they might not get to that target, but that might get them to 50%. And that, that 50% is still going to affect something long-term, whether it's company, policy, industry, sports betting, the weed industry, things like that as well. So th- those are the three three things. Just try to interpret what the, that news category means and how to set that up. Perfect. Well, Dan, I mean, that that's it. 30 minutes gone, man. No, give me another half hour. Let's roll. 
take us, take us home. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you, obviously, tuning in once again to the Pivot Podcast. We appreciate you listening each and every week. Tracy, thank you so much for co-hosting. Phenomenal, as always. And make sure you guys check out reallifetrading.com for free education on the stock market. Check out how to read charts, understand charts, understand how the charts work with each other and how to trade, day trade, and invest. And we will see you guys all next week.